The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to the Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Well, welcome everyone, and I'm so glad you're here and your energetic presence. Always look forward to this. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I feel like often uh, it's great to have great guests and and to express intentional spirits, whether they are in a, whether they are an author or a healer or a practitioner or whatever it may be. But you know, the funny thing, the deeper part that I tell Jeff sometimes, you know, this show helps me. <laughs> Maybe more than anybody else, because uh, being intentional, I tell you, it's like this this day and time being a mystic, you know, living in the mystery of what you don't know. Um, it's wonderful to sit and to to learn and, and, and expand our awareness of what we know. And I also like living in what I don't know, um, because I think that's where some of my greatest learning and change has come from. And. Uh, many months ago, we had a great uh, guest on board, so much so that we got lots of feedback, and there was so much to cover. She's such a wealth of information that everybody was like, gosh, we need to know more. We need to be aware more, and so we have heard you. So I wanted to welcome to our show today Dr. Debbie Roche, and she represents the vibrant you, how to really be vibrant in your physical being which brings forth the alignment of emotional, mental, and your spirit, uh, because uh, you know our body is our is our soul's bicycle. Dr. Debbie, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Reverend Temple. It's an honor to be here. And you can call me Temple. Okay, that's that <laughs> just you. works Thank for you. me. Yeah, Temple is. Temple is the point, and especially today, since we're talking about the body temple. You know, it took me many years to make that assessment. I just thought, isn't that nice? I'm named after my grandfather, or I'm a building named Temple. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to really grow into the fact of, wow, what a way to be named as a soul, to name yourself 
you know, uh, temple to be aware of your body temple. Cause I did not take care of my body for a long, long time, but, but now I do. And it's specialists like you that support my mission of regardless of age, always being young. And I want to thank you personally for all the work you've done with me. And, um, and that's another reason my heart's so happy to have you today is that your work has been, uh, is, is tried and true. It's been tested, uh, it's transformed uh, my life, and I want everybody else to have an opportunity to do so. When people say, gosh, you're that age and you're so young, how do you do it? Well, featuring the next three weeks on Unity of Online Radio, someone that knows how to get it done. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Temple. It means a lot to me to be here, and it is an honor to watch your evolution and 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 your um, and your process and how committed you are to really living a vibrant life. It is an honor to uh, to watch that and to, to support you truly. Um, well, you know, it's like so, it's like I tell people all the time. Um, you know, people are. I can't believe people actually think you're born and you die one time. You're you're being birthed all the time. You're dying all the time, energetically speaking. And um, we aren't here to get old. Old is a decision. Age is part of life. But in, if you're not going to do it vibrant to me, like, what's the point? You know, <laughs> what's the point? But anyway, um, you take us on this journey and I'll I'll follow along and um I just want to reiterate, we're talking to Dr. Debbie Roche, and her website is VibrantUWellness.com. That's VibrantUWellness.com. Um, what I really would love to talk, talk about today, thank you so much, Temple, um, is the mind-body-spirit connection and how that really comes into play when, it, when we're talking about our physical vitality, our emotional health, our mental clarity, and our connection to source. To me, um, the, you know, the cells of our body always, to me, represented uh, the universe and God and divinity. When I was very young, I, um, I was very close to an uncle of mine that did a lot of microscope work. And so when I saw the cells, and they were, they were moving cells, what mesmerized me about the cell was about the energy and the light that I saw around the cell. And to me, that always represented the mysteries of the universe and God uh, and the divine. And so from a very, very, very early age, I, I knew that I was meant to follow kind of this path when it came to science and cells and learning how to um, keep the, the body vibrant and healthy. Um, it wasn't until late, later on in my life, after I had gone through all the academic routes and all of the schooling, um, that I was kind of led um, through my own health and healing journey to um, what, what, having it all come together. You know, I'm very lucky. I've been a part of First Unity for, for many, many years, 18 years now. And, um, you know, it was uh, sitting in the pews while you were speaking, Reverend Temple, that... Um, I really started to grow an even greater appreciation for my intuitive gift and how that really came into play in terms of walking through my own healing experiences. And, um, you know, it was, um, you know, I, my, my great love of science, and I have such a great appreciation for science and research and the awesome 
you know, science teachers that have come before me, um, not, a, not enough is really given credit in terms of, you know, our, the intuitive gift when it comes to our own, our own healing and um, keeping ourselves vibrant and healthy. And so a lot of, a lot of the work that I do um, is all about how, how do I help somebody flow divine and universal energy through the body and through the cells most effectively. And what I often see is that, you know, once we can remove the interferences that, that come from flowing that divine energy through us, that's when uh, people can heal, really heal at the core, core level. And, you know, a lot of people think that healing, or maybe the majority, think that healing is just about the physical body. But when you take it to the, the, the very basic unit of the cell, the cell is about flowing that energy and, and other divine through the cell to keep it functioning optimally. And so what I find with people, whether it be their nervous system or their brain imbalance or their cell imbalance or potentially their emotional imbalance or faulty beliefs or, you know, what their, what their mind might be in lockdown, whatever it might be, it is all about and always will be flowing the divine energy through us in order to take us to the next level of our healing and, and, and empowerment. Um, and so uh, I, I see a lot of people do that in my life and in my work, and I'm super grateful to be a part of that and to be a witness and also to be a teacher in many different realms because it, it always, you know, alignment and stepping up into our, our highest and best selves, self, highest and best selves and also selves is about choosing different actions, different thoughts, and different ways of being so that we truly can express the divine outward in the world, whether it be our service work and our, our sacred, you know, writings or teachings or whatever we might do or and how we love the universe. And so, um, so that's really the foundation of my work and whether that be through the nutritional concepts that I apply or the brain and nervous system, uh, health principles that I teach or the wellness programs that I develop or whether it be the intuitive readings and the uh, intuitive work that, uh, that um, often helps people to remove their, their blocks so that they can take the action forward. Um, I, I believe that all of what I do and all of what I help people do is really flow the divine through their consciousness, their consciousness, their heart, or their body, so that they really can step out into the world and serve. And um, you know, I've 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 watched you for so many years, um, Temple, and you've been such an inspiration to me in many of the areas of my work that I do. So I, I want to thank you for all the all the awesome work you do out there in the universe. No, I I, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you, thank you so much. And and I would say back at you. Um, you know, when I when I think about it, you know, as, as we share Unity Online Radio is in countries all over the world. And there are people that tune into the radio show that are not necessarily in a community called Unity, but they're when, in the understanding of the theology of Unity is that they, you know, often we say in Unity, we're not a theology. Well, anytime you stand for what you believe, that's a theology. Like um, I love the statement my mind is my church and what I believe is my religion, because that's true. And so that being said, but if we look at specifically unity and the unity movement, um, what we know for sure 
is that, you know, the whole movement was started because of a physical issue, which is, you know, really interesting in that Myrtle had tuberculosis and intuitively that did not feel like what was going to take her life early, you know? And so she followed her own intuitive faculty to listen, to go different uh, paths, to hear different speakers and all of that. You know, and so in that in that awareness, then I mean, when you look at it, Charles also the story about Charles is that he because of an accident um, can't tell you specifics about it. It's been a while since I told the story, but he he damaged his leg. One leg was longer than the other, and over mm-hmm. time it grew. It grew, and not only that, but they. If you look at during those times, they doubled their life expectancy. And they also um, were vegan vegetarian, which is interesting. A lot of people that do talk about philosophy, theology of unity kind of skip that part, which, you know, usually means because they aren't vegan vegetarian. But the Fillmore's were, and that's still a part of the village and the people that go there throughout the world and the ca- the cafe and the kind of choices that they have for people because they believed in it very strongly um, that that was part of a, you know, a plant-based system and those kind of things is what keeps people uh, in, a, in, a, in a healthy way and creates a vibration of you being more, more whole and more, more well. And so when we look at health, It's very interesting because there are a lot of people on the planet, they align to, oh, being spiritual. Oh, I'm so spiritual. Oh, I go to retreats. I meditate. I say my prayers. Look at me. I'm so spiritual. But when it comes to the body, there's a whole distant relationship from that. There's a, there's a distant, there's a, there's a disconnect and that hasn't been brought forth that that is together and what i have learned is that if the body is honored that things are supposed to be simple but yet we're programmed that they can't be uh, like menopause for example is supposed to be simple but yet we're programmed to believe it can't be and when it isn't that means something's off intuitively with our connection with the body those are the kind of thoughts that come to my mind, like people that think, well, you're a certain age, so you get a tire around your belly. You're not supposed to, you know, and mm-hmm. and yet people don't question it because they're told, well, that's natural. You're a certain age. Okay. So I've been on my bandwagon. So now back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that the, the, the same principles that um, there, there's a lot of, when it comes to um, personal vibration, actually my book, The Joy Matrix, is all about this concept of um, uh, vibrational frequency and how do we increase our vibrational frequency. And, um, you know, oftentimes um, I'm, I'm, I'm not against any, any type of eating uh, in general. I just want to, you know, uh, affirm that. But when it comes to the vibration of food, it really is many of the, the living um, whole food-based uh, foods out there that have the most um, or the highest of vibration. And so um, one, of, one of the things that I teach to my intuitive development students 
is that when you're really working on the vibration of, of the human body, what consuming actually foods that are um, highest up in the trees um, and highest um, to the sun, that's oftentimes how, how vegetation and, and fruits and vegetables get or, or leaves get their highest vibration is through the sun. And so um, I find that when I'm either be fasting or consuming fresh live juices, or when I'm consuming, um, you know, foundationally vegetarian foods, that oftentimes I will feel um, not only will my, my body start clearing out and I, I, I can actually feel the difference vibrationally. And a lot of, a lot of my patients and students actually um, you know, report back the same thing. But as our vibration increases in our body, um, intuitively our messages get clearer and more enhanced. And so that's one of the most interesting things um, usually when, when people are doing my full metaphysical wellness program is that, you know, when we're working with aligning the physical body and, and the cells and the nervous system, that as we, um, you know, as, as we start doing that, we can intuitively connect that much more clearly. And, um, you know, and some, and some people, you know, they, they don't, maybe they're a little bit open to the, the intuitive gift or, or they, you know, maybe dabbled, dabbled around with some of the metaphysical sciences, but um, they are often really, really surprised at how enhanced it does become. Um, you know, I'm so glad that you mentioned unity and, it, and some of the principles of, of how, you know, unity was founded and, and what it was based on. You know, I've always been mesmerized by, by unity. I've always loved it so much. And I actually, right before I went to um, uh, medical school, was that um, – I, I looked at the, uh, the minister uh, training for unity, and I looked at the chiropractic school training, and um, and and I and I almost I almost went into the, the ministerial walk with, with with unity, and so um, but I chose um, you know ch- chiropractic school um, uh, just because I thought one day I could do both, and I knew I would need that training you know at some point in, in, in time the the actual the, the the cellular sciences and stuff. And so, um, but yeah, it's such a great love and such a great appreciation um, for the unity principles. I feel that as a society, um, we really are not taught the power that our mind and belief system has on our health, the status of our health, our vitality, and really like our, our, our longevity overall. You know, there's so many, um, you know, Stories and so many, um, you know, examples. Certainly, in my own life, and many of the people that um, that I, I see um, and have seen, just in general, um, it really is our core belief in what is possible for healing in, in our body. Because if we don't, we don't have that belief that we can heal, then most of the time we don't heal. And so, I, yeah, I just I, I've seen it in, in, in many ways, both. Positive and negative. If, I, if a person comes to me, um, and I've no, known people also like this, just, just friends and, and family members, that once they get a diagnosis and once, they ha- once they've been given the diagnosis and, um, you know, the, the one, you know, uh, medical professional that they've gone to, you know, says that, you know, this treatment is correct or the only treatment that's going to potentially, you know, manage the symptoms and then they're done, well, then, if they're not able to step beyond that, then most of the time they're, that's, that's the best they can get. But it's the people that really say, hey, you know, that's, that's one, one area of expertise, and, you know, I'm grateful for their expertise, but let's see potentially what 
um, you know, balancing the meridians can do or the energy systems can do or, you know, maximizing cell health can do or, you know, meditation and, and setting the right intention and, you know, calling in our angel guides and the power of the divine. Let's see what that can do. Or, you know, so many different areas. It's those people that commit to growing and learning and changing behaviors and really um, taking the power back for their health and, and their vitality and their life in general. Those are the people that get better. Or those are the people that actually find a way to align their physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual health. Like, those are the people that, that evolve and then ultimately are so happy about it, then go out and, and do awesome things with their lives serving the universe. And so, um, so yeah, that power of intention. Um, there's a great um, doctor, there's a psychiatrist from many years ago. He just passed away. His name was John Diamond. And um, he had this awesome story. Um, he has, you know, many, many different um, books out there. And uh, a lot, some of the muscle testing that I do and some of the energetic principles he mentioned in, the, in his book. Um, and he was talking about this guy that was in the hospital he had 10 days to live. All the doctors said, hey, listen, you're going to die in 10 days. Um, and John Diamond walked in there, and he was doing some muscle testing stuff around um, belief systems. And he said, listen, if you hold the vision, the o-, he's like, listen, the only chance you really have here is if you believe yourself well. And the guy listened to him and said, hey, you know, I guess I can. That's, what else, you know, what, what, other, what other chance do I have? And in 10 days, he walked out of the hospital well just because he believed he could. And there's thousands of stories like this. I'm sure you know immunity, um, you know, this power of intention and this personal belief that the body can get well. Because in the traditional medical system out there today, that's not what we're taught. And I've gone through, you know, many, many different scenarios and situations where I've been given diagnoses um, and I've been given only one type of treatment. And, and thank goodness I knew enough biochemistry to realize that there were other ways of maximizing and aligning myself so that certain areas of my health would work better and more efficiently, um, because we're not we're not taught that out there in society. In that the truth, I I was telling someone the other day, you know, that um, I was reflecting about you know some of my life and the word intuition, and I was reflecting upon how. In the early days, um, I avoided uh, doctors so much because my grandparents went all the time. And as a little girl, I get loaded up in their Ford Galaxy. We go carting to the doctor. It felt like we went every week. You know, who knows? I was real little, so it may not have been that much, but it felt like a lot. And then on the way home, the doctor said, you're going to feel this. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And I'm not not for doctors. It's just that to me, doctor is not my God. That's probably the easiest way to say it. And I remember, you know, years ago as a as a teenager of, oh, you need surgery because you have this. And I would listen and I go, no, I don't. Oh, and, that, you know, we're in order for you not to have this, you're going to have to have surgery. And I think, no, no, I no, I don't. That's not that's not true for me at all. And it, it's just very, very interesting that that listening part and. I've always lived by, now we want to elaborate on all the years I drank a lot. I don't know how well I listened, <laughs> but we won't talk about that part. We'll just talk about the 80% of my life is that, that listening and knowing that when you are committed to your, your body thriving, 
because if you if you are into spirituality and sacredness then there must be that connected formula that your body is a sanctuary and you're as good as that you know what i mean and it's like a billboard you know it's like you can pretend to be prosperous oh look at me i'm so prosperous because i have a big purse or a thick wallet um, you know, I can pretend that I'm happy in my relationship. You can't pretend the the billboard of what your body says when people see it. And so it's like, it's the awareness of that, of how are we modeling. And so I've lived by, I, I ask what reveals itself three times. And that's a good path for my body to go, you know, of what is needed mm-hmm. next, whether it's changing the food program, whether it's, um, you know, doing more of a workout or, you know, whatever it may be, but it's pretty magical, the genius of our, of our physical being. And I know you're amazed all the time of the story after story after story that you tell of people that have been transformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm always, there's always um, an experience of awe that I have around um, the divine and, and how it expresses itself in our cells and our body. And so I think it's Abraham Hicks. Actually, it was, um, it was interesting because in, in several areas of my book, I received intuitive downloads and even the idea for the book and, and creating it. And then it was interesting that later on I would find um, almost the exact same information in a lot of the teachings of Abraham Hicks. And so, this mm. it, 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 and Abraham Hicks actually talks about um, the cell being the first incarnation of divine energy. And so, um, I'm always amazed at how when when people come to me or when people are on this path of healing and um, really committing to a higher vibration life, like how how the divinity and divine energy like how it flows through them and how it synergistically works together and so you know just recently I had somebody come to me and, and she had she had gone to a um, a cardiologist and her several um, primary care physicians and several, several doctors and I'm, I'm an integrative doctor I believe I, I fully respect and love all areas of medicine and so uh, and I often, if, if I feel I can't help somebody, then I'll, I'll often refer them out to somebody that, that does, whether that be Western medicine or alternative medicine. And so she was really scared because the next option was um, was uh, surgery for her, or it was either um, a higher dose of medication or, or surgery. And so, um, but what I loved about this person, she she believed that she could get better. And she, everything I told her, Every little incremental step, um, every little thing that I suggested, or and she was so appreciative of all that all that I was teaching and all that I was showing her, and most importantly, she took action. And then a part of you know part of the wellness program that I had designed it also included meditation and you know certain types of yoga where where you're really focusing on flowing the energy of the divine through the body and helping to balance the nervous system. Anyway, all the pieces, but most importantly, she believed that it could work. And so we, we, we ended up, and she, she's been on the program for maybe now two months or so. Then in that two months, she's lost 14 pounds, 
and she's dropped her blood pressure 40 to 45, um, you know, um, points. And so oh. it's, it's, it's that belief. And, but the most, she took action on that belief. And so it's that, it's, it's that how do we, what, number one, what action can we take? May not, you know, not all of us maybe are in a position where we can find a, a great professional to help us, but can we, um, you know, listen to higher vibration, um, you know, information, you know, affirmations by Louise Hay or Abraham Hicks recordings or, you know, exactly. your book. You have some great books, um, Temple out there. I have them all. You, you're a phenomenal writer, and I've learned oh, a lot from them. Listen to you now. Listen to you now. Well, we need to go to break. It happens so fast, but we're just delighted to have you, Dr. Debbie Rhodes. We're talking about your website, your work, your book, The Joy Matrix. We're talking at your website of vibrantuwellness.com. And we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is exciting. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Always appreciative. I'm talking to Dr. Debbie Roche, and you can go to her website, vibrantuwellness.com, and find out all about her work and what she does and how people are healed of inflammation adrenal issues, thyroid. Um, many a person has come off of medication and things because their body no longer uh, needs it. And just lots of different things like that. Of course, uh, none of us are making any medical claims, but we do have tried and true stories of people that have had amazing miracles in their lives. And um, she also has an amazing book called The Joy Matrix. And do get to know her and follow her work. Um, it felt so important to talk about health and the physical being, especially now in this current culture that we live, that so much is about being afraid and the immune system and the staying heightened alert with uh, whether you are, you know, concerned about COVID or a variance or all the various things not making light of any of it. I'm just saying it seemed timely to have some tools for you to work with. You know, you have to learn how to, how to balance. And uh, if you are, you know, uh, at a place right now, you feel overly stressed and you're concerned, you know, then you also can balance it by eating better. You can balance it by sleeping more. There's all kinds of things you can do. It's just hard when you give up all areas and it really takes a, a, a jolt, uh, takes a toll on your on your body. But anyway, uh, Dr. Debbie, you were on a roll. You were going to talk about some fundamental things for health. And I, I wanted to have us go to break. But uh, tell us, girl, get us going. All right. This is my favorite area, So, or one of them. So um, our cells run on certain foundational principles and for those of you that are interested in more information on what I'm about to talk about, I teach um, uh, wellness classes at First Unity 
that are available by Zoom if you can't be there in person. And usually I'm covering a lot of these details in those classes. They're donation-based and all are welcome. Um, so some of my favorite and most important cell principles I'd like to talk about today um, are fundamental um, wellness principles to keep our cells vibrant, healthy, and happy. And so um, I, I'm sure you've heard, you know, um, some of them are, are very common, but there's kind of a precision to some of them. So I just want to maybe go over a few that I think are most overlooked in our culture and our society. And number one um, is hydration. The majority of people that I see out there um, in my practice and also just in general, most of us are severely dehydrated. And there have been many books out there written on how many, um, how many conditions can actually be reversed from um, hydrating properly. And, um, you know, I know that there are some great water systems out there like Nikon and a few others. But um, I have found that um, the first and foremost thing we need to consider is our hydration. Because when we get um, dehydrated, it actually increases the acidity level in our body. And so a lot, of, um, and also for um, our brains, our brain and our um, electrical system needs a proper amount of water. So number two is um, acid alkaline, um, the acid alkaline balance in our body. And so what happens when we're eating um, too many animal-based foods, whether it be dairy or meat or uh, processed foods or even, um, even too many grains, is that um, our body becomes too acidic. And we can actually test this with um, alkaline um, strips, both urine and saliva, and the goal is to kind of be around uh, 7.0, 7.2. Um, and so this is really important because the more um, acid our body is, the less efficiently it works better. Our cells stick to each other. They can't um, deliver oxygen and nutrients, and they can't clear out our toxins. And so there's some great books out on this topic. Um, the PH Miracle is an awesome book by Dr. Robert Young. Um, but this acid alkaline uh, principle is super important. Actually, I did my thesis for my master's, my, my master's in nutrition on this, on this concept. Um, and so... Keeping our body in a more alkaline state is uh, super important. Um, and so that's where the vegetation comes in. Uh, greens are awesome to keep our body more alkaline. You can get some green powders if you're kind of in a rush and don't have access to kind of fresh leafy greens. And um, so that's, my, that's probably one my, of my favorite principles of the acid-alkaline principle. Um, also, the, 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 um, the concept of inflammation in regards to our health is so, so important. It's one of those overlooked principles in, in traditional um, Western medicine type care. And there's a whole area of what's called epigenetics um, out there. And so what, what this basically says is that we all have certain genetic weaknesses. And usually the, the things that our parents or grandparents struggled with in their later years is often um, sometimes areas of, of our own genetic weaknesses. And so this concept, this epigenetic principle basically states that if your inflammation is at a certain level, what happens is that the body will turn on the genetics for the weakened area. So let's say somebody has heart disease or joint issues or whatever, or, or you know, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, what happens is that when the inflammation gets to a certain level, then the gene will then um, genetically express the, um, the, the, the difficult health issue, whatever it might be. And so 
one of the areas that I most research and apply in, in almost every area of my wellness program is that how do I help figure out um, where the inflammation is coming from, like which um, area of the body is imbalanced, and, and then how, how do I help the body rebalance that area so there's less inflammation. And so there are some foundational inflammation kind of uh, wellness tools that I'd like to mention just a few. Um, number one is uh, keep is getting off sugar and gluten. Gluten is um, probably the worst dietary thing that we can consume. Um, and genetically, it's very, very similar to dairy. So if people have an issue with gluten, they're most likely going to have an issue inflammatory-wise with dairy too. And so, um, so getting off sugar, gluten, and dairy, especially if you have pain in your body or if you're, you're having some type of condition that maybe no one can figure out, that would be that would be my first and foremost um, thing I recommend. Uh, also, juicing, juicing can be um, one of the most um, useful, cost-efficient ways to decrease inflammation, properly hydrate the brain and body, and also to um, help uh, and get and to get an influx of um, of awesome nutrients. And so, what happens when people juice is that um, they become less hungry. Um, another area um, that really drives inflammation is too many, um, too much uh, sugar in the body. So when people start decreasing their carb content or their caloric intake, um, that can also greatly decrease inflammation. Um, another area that it impacts the entire body, but most importantly our inflammation levels, is our stress systems and our nervous system. And um, our, those two areas, our stress and nervous systems, impact our adrenal uh, HPA axis. And so I know there's kind of maybe some new terms, but the gist of it is is that if we've gone through a lot in our lives, especially if we've gone through trauma um, or maybe we've just gone through some really hard things or we've been stressed for a really long time or, or maybe we've done so many things in our lives on so many levels that maybe we're just really tired or our nervous system is really tired, um, what happens is that our our brain and our nervous system starts adapting for this overstressed um, state so that little things activate a very strong stress and fight or flight response. And so part of the, my, my healing approach and part of the things that I recommend to people is to be very, very conscientious of, um, of what your body is doing stress-wise and to implement ways of managing the stress. And so um, what I often recommend in different ways is breath work. Um, certainly chiropractic and acupuncture can be a great, great way of managing and, um, and reversing damage on the nervous system. Because what happens is that once we're in that um, kind of pre-programmed state, that um, our body will, will then be stressed all the time, and we might not even realize it. And what happens is when we're... We're in that state and we haven't taken the time or maybe we don't know how yet to unwind it is that our body then um, pumps out too much cortisol and then exhausts our adrenal gland systems and our HPA axis. And so, and then that increases our inflammation um, very much so. And so I, 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 always, I always remind people, especially when they're working with me or when they were starting on a, a wellness program, is to be very aware of how their body, their brain, and their emotions are managing stress. And so maybe people, um, some helpful tools that, that I've recommended to people that I've seen work is um, 
meditating for 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, or incorporating maybe 10 to 15 minutes of breath work where they're placing their hands on their belly and they're really belly breathing into that breath work. Um, I know some of us um, uh, think in a stressed way. So sometimes um, learning how to clear the mind and incorporating more meditative sites uh, mental imagery can be very helpful because some people are just so programmed for stress, they just stress themselves all day. Um, and so those are probably, and also um, some people are very sensitive brains. I'm one of these people. And so these some people have um, a, an imbalanced um, stress signaling pattern in their brain signaling. And so there's a couple of things that I do on an everyday basis that greatly um, help my brain stay more balanced. And um, one, one of them is to uh, diffuse uh, essential oil and, or, or I'll put it on my clothing. And that's very helpful in keeping the frontal area of my brain more active, which helps regulate the stress response of the brain. Um, also, I will do um, a couple of balancing postures um, during my exercise routine. And I'm not real good at yoga. I'm, very, I'm not very balanced in general, but I force myself to practice. And so I usually do some type of one-legged stance where I'm um, moving my arms in different ways on both sides of my body. Like I, I, My goal is maybe like 30 seconds or a minute per side. And then what that does is that helps regulate my brain so it decreases the overall stress response. Um, and those are probably uh, and eating enough omega-3 fatty acids. Um, most people, what, when I'm uh, muscle testing them with the frequency vials or in the different ways, um, that I muscle test are often very deficient in omega-3 fatty acids, uh, vitamin D, and vitamin A. And so, Can you, um, um, and also, uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Debbie, because you live in this sure. all the time, and it's yes. so secondary to your nature, it's like me talking about chakras and soul retrieval, you know, mm-hmm. no big deal. But that being, I mean, you know, we live in the language of that, but... Elaborate on that a little bit about some practical things that people can do about sure. the omega fats and things like that and the, yes. and the vitamins and yes. stuff. Could you could you kind of help us out for everyday lay people? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, potassium. So I'll start with potassium and I'll mention a few of the things. So actually we'll start with omega-3 omega fats because I mentioned them. So... Uh, there are certain, um, uh, there are a couple things that are really uh, good for omega-3 fats. Um, one is going, omega-3 fats are, are fats that are an unsaturated fat that help our cell membranes be strong. And so when we um, eat omega-3 fats versus kind of junk fats, like the kind of fats you find in chips or oils, um, it can make our cells weak, or when we eat the right fats, it makes our cells strong. So for omega-3 fats, um, flax seed, chia seed, like I usually grind them up and put them on salad and stuff. Um, hemp seed, these are hemp parts. You can get them at Trader Joe's or, or whatever. Hemp is very good with for omega-3s for people that eat um, salmon. Salmon can be, um, especially if it's wild-caught, healthy salmon, organic salmon, that can be helpful. Um so those are that's kind of my, my favorite areas for the um, uh, or barrage oil, flax oil can be helpful for those of you that are more vegetarian based. Um, I always recommend uh, for people that do eat meat, um, 
certain molecularly distilled omega-3 uh, um, oils, so fish oil. Um, and so those, that, those would be my recommendations for fat. When it comes, most people are deficient in potassium. And so potassium is one of those minerals. If we, the goal, the optimal goal is 4,500 milligrams a day. And so potassium is going to come from a lot of our green foods. And um, people always think uh, bananas have a lot of potassium, and they only have right. 300 milligrams per per uh, banana. And so it's um, funny. You're right. As soon as you say potassium, yeah. people say banana, but that's yes. one of the least. Is a sweet it potato is potassium? I'm sorry. Sweet potatoes. Um, sweet potato. Let's see. I have actually a a list of the potatoes. Or I'm sorry, a list of uh, potassium in my book, and so I'm, I'm glancing at it right now. But some of the, the best ones are going to be um, beet tops. Beet tops have 1,100 milligrams per cup, and so it's one of those, um, you know, one of those things that you think, oh, well, that's not really going to be that big of a deal. But, but beet tops, I usually saute them in butter. They have so that that usually is really good in uh, high in potassium. Um, and so I'm actually uh, glancing. Here we go. Avocado. It has almost a thousand milligrams uh, per fruit. So potatoes, wow. regular potatoes. Um, a sweet potato has uh, 850 milligrams uh, per one large sweet potato. Uh, spinach is very high. Salmon's pretty high. A romaine lettuce, 1500 uh, milligrams per head. So if you're kind of strategic and come some of the foods that you're eating, squash is very high. Spinach is high. Um, Brussels sprouts is 500 milligrams. I always loved Brussels sprouts as a kid. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, there are certain, certain foods that are higher in potassium. And so, um, potassium is super important for every single cell in our body, for our nervous system and, and many, many things. So increasing our potassium intake would be one of the, the most like helpful dietary things I can recommend. Um, let's see, I get a lot of, um, questions about the difference between blending like smoothies and juicing and I feel that there's benefit to both of them and it really oh, it depends on on the health goals that people are um are wanting to do or wanting to get to and so um I do both sometimes I'll do a quart of juice and then I'll do a green smoothie and then a small meal um uh you know at some point throughout the day um and let's see what else. Um, I say I do the the balancing. Um, I've seen some really really good impact uh, stress wise with just um, incorporating those few balancing type moves in terms of stress. Also, um, walking and slightly stretching your tendons and your arms, like exaggerating your movements a little bit to stretch the tendons in the top of your or in the top on the top of your arms and the top of the legs. I, I, that helps balance the brain. Um, Let's see what else. Any anything else that that um, um, Reverend Temple that you that that you'd like me to elaborate on? No, I just think it's so much. You know, it, it, I'm finding with people if they've got the answers right in front of them, they're more apt to pursue it. You know, that's true. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm all about um, baby steps. And it's those baby steps that once we commit to those baby steps, let's say. So let's say people are not ready to let go of all the bad foods or to, you know, start on a full wellness program of some kind to align their, their you know, their, their, their cells and their physical body. 
I'm a big believer in, and you just start where you are. So if people aren't ready to let go of their candy bar that they have every day, then, you know, can they commit to drinking enough water for, for the day or, you know, eating, you know, three vegetables that day or wherever it is that they can, they can start with and then build momentum. That's where I've seen the greatest changes occur is because is, some people are just not ready because um, we're, you know, as a culture and many, many people are very much emotionally attached to their food or their treats. And so part of the process is learning to let go and then replacing it with, with healthier things. Because what I have found is that when our vibration starts increasing based upon um, our choices and our, our food choices and wellness choices, is that we are much, as our vibrational frequency increases, then we'll keep reaching for the healthier things as we gain vibrational momentum. But if we're not able to shift that vibrational state, then we just kind of stay where we're at. We just keep, we'll reach for lower vibration tools and, and activities. And so part of making that shift is, you know, figuring out what level of willingness we're at and then what are we what action are we willing to take and it really it really is comes down to that because i know you you, you mentioned about um, you mentioned about flowing the divine through the body and the connection to the body and how many people do have some imbalances in that area area and what i have found is that the more that people are willing to in, to increase their vibrational frequency in whatever direction that they're willing to take. And that's what the joy matrix is all about. It's, it's based in this concept of vibrational frequency and wellness tools to, to ultimately increase the vibration. And so when people are stuck and they don't know how to make the shift or how, how they can either connect more fully to their physical body, but most importantly, how to align it better so that they can flow that divine energy through it more efficiently, what are the tools? And that really is what the book is about because it really is written as a reference manual. At any point, you can open that, open the book up and find a tool and why it works and how it works. And so that's, that, that really is the, the concept of, of, of what that, the, the book is about. Um, and the book really is my healing program that I personally use to pull myself out of some really difficult places um, in many ways. And so... I really wanted to create something that could be really useful and that was written in a really real, like a really real way. And um, I wanted it to be of value for anybody that picked it up. And so that was the goal of, of me creating that book. Amazing, Ama amazing uh, work. And it, and, and to create a greenhouse for people, you know, my, uh, you know, Barbara's in wellness and, once the greenhouse is established for somebody, it's so beautiful to watch the pieces come together. And I, I do think that often, um, and just people that have spoken to me through the years, I don't mean it as, you know, judgmental or self-righteous, but just stating facts of what people have told me that, you know, I have come to realize in my life that often if something isn't coming together, because I know the laws are always working, there's often this one piece that hadn't come together yet. And like when I'm not really listening to my own intuitive or making changes or doing things that I know are right around the corner for me to do, like to me, wait 
W-E-I-G-H-T has always been reflective of weight, W-A-I-T. And I've found that to be true. And once I get rid of, clear my consciousness about what I'm waiting on, the natural physical weight, you know, as I just proved to you recently, happens. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just happens. Yes. But I think that's a part that, you know, a lot of times people will say, and I think this is my point, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, when my job settles down, I'm going to work on my body. When, you know, when my relationship's better, I'm going to work on my body. When, you know, when I get a raise, I'm going to work on my body. Blah, 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 blah. And it's this features thing. But if people would understand when I work on my body, when I accept my body and I do what needs to be done and how it needs to be done, the other things fall in place. I've seen that time and time and time again. And that's why it was so important to us to offer three different shows of these segments for you to find different pieces that would help you and carry you forth. And, you know, like uh, Dr. Debbie was saying, we're not anticipating you're going to do every little thing and start tomorrow. Please don't, you know, because you'll, you'll, you'll be a great idea that will never, that will never move forward because it will be overwhelming. But our knowing is that through the next three weeks, that you will pick and choose some of the things are going to speak to you and you're going to go, well, I could do that. And that's the way I find. And I think that's what you continue to say is those baby steps. Anybody can put a little bit of potassium in their diet starting tomorrow. And then the next week you could, you know, add one more thing and it's not hard. It's people's decision that it has to be hard that makes makes it so but it's um i just know the people i've seen like the before and after including me and it's pretty exciting to see how easy it can be accomplished over time yes it's um it's amazing it's it's amazing i'm so proud of you and all the, the hard work you put into um your health this last year and i i have been very inspired by your commitment and and your results so so know your your example has blessed us all in many ways. Oh, thank you. Can't touch this. Well, you know, I think that, you know, and that's what I ask people to reflect upon is, you know, what is your what is your vision of yourself? What's your mission? And uh, years ago, because I heard people talking about, well, I'm 40 now or I'm 50 now or look at me and what they say and blah, blah, blah. And I went, you know, that's not the window. You know, that was the way it was for me in alcoholism, too. It's like, oh, you're going to suffer and you're going to constantly think about it. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't, I'm not doing hard. This is going to work easy. I'm going to make sure. And it has. And that's the same way with aging. It's like I have this vision that people are going to say, how do you stay so young? And, you know, what do you do? And that's the place I live in is that not, oh my gosh, look at me another year, another day, another why, why, why. But um, anyway, it's been a pleasure to have you today, Dr. Debbie. I want to thank all of you. Join me at templehays.com. We have all kind of messages about a great life and I like to always give Jeff a hand, too, because he's the one that makes all these buttons and everything work so seamlessly. 
and we're just grateful that you're here and thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Debbie. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.